It's the My Michelle Live podcast. The wait is finally over. Ferociously entertaining, a dazzling escape. It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My, 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 My Michelle Live. Yeah, we're ferociously entertaining and we're ferociously taking on the entertainment world with news and reviews today. Co-host and good friend from Plugged In Movies, Adam Holtz joins us. Plugging you into the movies, this is Adam Holtz. Hey, Adam, welcome to the weekend, my friend. I'm so glad to be here, Michelle. Thank you. (laughs) We're going to get right into some of the news, and then we'll get to reviews of a couple of films. Great. Heads up, DC Pets. Man, they may be some bad dogs in there. We're going to talk about that and much more, but first. Entertainment news. Entertainment news, some deaths of some well-known actors, people that you have maybe even grown up with, James Caan has passed away from heart problems, a combination of heart problems. Actor Paul Sorvino died at age 83. And if you are of a certain age or if you've watched a lot of reruns, you may remember Leave It to Beaver. Wally, the big brother of the Beave, Tony Dow died at age 77. So that's him at 77. This was not him at 77, if you're watching the video. So there you right. go. That was him in 1967. There you go. Just probably so. about there, 57, 67. They still, people still were in black and white then. We didn't come into full color. So strange. Other big news in the entertainment realm, Hallmark, their competitor, GAC, if they're, they've been known as GAC Family. Yep. They've renamed to Great American Family, but they're still going to offer family-friendly content. So here's the story. GAC Family will be known as Great American Family. Its sister channel will remain GAC Living, and they will become Great American Living. The channels will both, though, continue to offer, they're making a pledge here, family-friendly series, original holidays, series, movies, rom-coms that celebrate faith, family, and country. Thank you, GAC. But how good is a promise, Adam? Promise is only as good as the person or the company making it and their intent to keep the promise. And if you break the promise the first moment it becomes expedient for you to do cough, Disney Plus cough, it's not worth very much. Fill us in on this story. Disney Plus did make a promise to viewers just he is, that they're going to have family-friendly content. But that was so, like, 2019 ago. That was, like, boy, that was three <laughs> years ago. And who could be expected to keep a promise more than three years? And it's not marriage, right? It's just Disney. <laughs> yeah, Disney said they weren't going to put any R-rated stuff on their Disney Plus platform so that it can be a family-friendly platform. Hello. Three years later on, they quietly slip out there. We're going to put Deadpool 2 and Logan, which are all R-rated movies set in the Marvel Universe. And they are movies that have extraordinary amounts of content. The Deadpool movies. Debauchery set to humor is what Deadpool is. Oh, my goodness. There's so much profanity and gross gags. And here's my theory. I have a very deeply cynical theory 
they're hoping that people say it's R-rated, but it's Marvel. How bad could it be? If you haven't seen those movies, especially the Deadpool movies, the Logan movie is in a little bit different category. It has a lot of content, but it's a much more serious movie, whereas the Deadpool movies are just really dark comedies in a superhero outfit. My theory is people are going to give it a, they're hoping people give it a pass because it's Marvel. And the second layer of my theory is we know that Deadpool, the the next Deadpool movie is coming. We know that the X-Men are coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and they don't want to miss the marketing opportunity to seed the ground and remind people who these heroes are. It's all about money. And they have made the calculation that they have more to lose not putting this stuff on than alienating viewers again, right? So the love of money being the root of all evil. Who, That's somewhere. who had a an interview with someone this week that gave a little insight into how a lot of families are taking this news. Yeah. Yeah. I talked with Melissa Henson from the parents, used to be the Parents Television Council. I learned this week they have changed their name to the Parents Television and Media Council doesn't roll off the tongue quite as quickly. And that'll air on our Plugged In Show podcast in a couple of weeks. So keep an eye open for that at thepluggedinshow.com. But I love the fact that she talked about the the proverbial frog in the pot of boiling water. Just We just continue to become, I think, increasingly desensitized as a culture to content that not that long ago we would have said, This is beyond the pale. But now we have all of these streaming services and they're not really beholden to anybody in terms of limits on their content. And so if it sells, and let's face it, extreme and graphic stuff does sell, they're going to put it out there. But I'm disappointed again in Disney for breaking its promise, even though it's not a huge surprise, for reneging on this vow not to go here. Here we are. And if they've gone here with this stuff, because Disney owns 20th Century Fox and because they're a big owner in Hulu, and we can expect more of it, I'm afraid. Can we? Yes. But as parents push back, and when businesses sieve out money, it does make a difference. Netflix made some profound changes because they were losing money, and they got rid yep. of dozens of their woke people and their employees, and started cleaning up some of the mess of their own debauchery because yeah. people were just saying, you know what, no, I'm not, the, no. there's nothing interesting here. Disney yeah. is flirting with a really dangerous line. And, well, and it's I, not this is the first time we've talked about Disney this year, right? No. I mean, they're already going there with all of the LGBT content and their... It just seems like they keep doubling down in ways that are likely to continue to alienate many of their core customers. And at some point, you got to wonder, is somebody higher up going to wake up and say, time out. Our revenues are down 50% this year. That's weird. Maybe we should do something about that. (laughs) Somewhere along the line, they might, but they're not the only ones. Let's get into a little review of the main children's family film that's coming out this weekend it is dc league of super pets let's watch a bit of the trailer take a listen (laughs) 
not going to be much of a trailer. Just really a tease. Wayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Kate Minkin <laughs> McKinnon, Diego Luna, Keanu Reeves. I'm not showing the whole trailer. We just know there's a lot trailer, of... But there's because yeah. it's super pets. So, we, super pets. yeah. So I, but I did mention some of the big names. Yes. And we'll take, we might look a little bit more at the actual trailer in a moment, Adam. Yeah. But I wanted to prepare parents for what they're going yeah. to see. Yeah. Yeah. I think this feels like a, another missed opportunity because this is a movie that focuses on crypto. Crypto is Superman's dog. He, at least for part of the movie, has superpowers, but there is, a, wouldn't you know it, there's an evil guinea pig, a guinea pig named Lulu, who has, of course, gotten a hold of some kryptonite and taken Superman out of the picture and taken the Justice League out of the picture and coated the kryptonite with cheese, which Crypto ate. So his superpowers are now temporarily offline. So Crypto, the dog goes and finds some other animals that have superpowers and they have to save the world and save Superman and save everything. This could have been a delightful slam dunk hit, but DC, as we know, is infusing all of their stuff with LGBT stuff. If you're in touch with the comic world at all, it's huge. And so we get a couple couples that are same sex attracted here we get Superman spending the night with Lois. They're not married. And all of it is implied, right? It's not as in your face as what we saw in Lightyear. It's more of that in the background. If you're paying attention, you'll notice this. Kids might miss that. What they're less likely to miss, and this was the next layer of, are you kidding me, disappointment here, is they have one character who's foul-mouthed and they bleep him. But it's clear in one point that he's using an F word and an S word in a couple other times. And you can figure out from the context what he's saying. And I'm like, really? Wow. That in the Superdog movie needs F-bombs? And I don't care if they're bleeped. If you can figure out what they intended to say, your kids can too. And just this whole, we've seen it so many times in animated movies, Michelle. They feel like they need to, forgive me for this, throw a bone to the adults. We got to have a little bit of naughty, edgy stuff to make sure the adults don't fall asleep. I don't want that in my super dog movie. I don't. It doesn't need to be there. And I'm perfectly okay falling asleep while the kids enjoy the movie. Nonetheless, if you have really good content, you just don't need it. Let's go back to some of the greats of Disney's past that were just had great music and they were beautiful stories and they were fun to watch. And many of us parents had to watch them again and again. And, and again, you again. could. You could because you put content over political correctness. You put content and talent over, I guess, your agenda. I don't know what's happening today. Well, well the agenda, and then there's just pandering, right? I don't yeah. we need bleeped F-words in an animated super... What does that serve? Really, what does Nothing. that serve? Let's watch the actual trailer now that you've been filled in. Wake up, buddy. It is walk o'clock. 
There's okay, Superman sleeping. Sleep. Okay. Jump At least we have some good music here. Sorry, I have okay. to jump when I hear that. We'll go for a walk. <laughs> I have an owner and he's Superman. Let me just iron that out. They should call me Iron Man. <laughs> no. My dog's the best, but he's not the greatest with other animals. What is new with you, fellow normal dog? I bit the FedEx guy the other day. Who is he working for? General Zod, the Legion of Doom? FedEx. Of course. <laughs> it just looks super cute, but there's yeah. some super big problems. Yeah, there's just and you couldn't you could say I can navigate those problems. Every family needs to make that decision for themselves and and maybe the things that I've described are not as big a deal for you as they are for me, but my mindset is why do they need to be there at all? And I'm not as willing and let's see what happens with the super pets. With yeah. Buzz Lightyear, people were not as willing to say, okay, yeah, let's just give it money. I think we have suffered from an overstuffing of force-fed agendas and, as you yeah. mentioned, pandering. So parents are saying, I'm not giving you my money for that. Now, no, they, that's exactly right. You might watch it for free somewhere <laughs> else three years down the road. I don't know. Maybe not. By that time, we may not even care. It's in the who cares territory. It's in the then. who cares territory. And I am sorely disappointed. F-bombs and wink to sexual situations. Leave my kids alone. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Leave the kids alone. There is a movie that is out this weekend that is another kind of a mixed bag. And it is for adults and it is for adults yeah. only. It is actually hilarious. Laugh out loud. If you are, if your family's from the South, if you have ties to Texas, you will absolutely love this movie. It is so Texas. Whataburger makes a big appearance. You know what I'm talking about. The movie's called Vengeance, and it has it is hilariously funny. It has some great messages. Ashton Kusher gives the best performance I think he may have ever given and is a brilliantly interesting character. It is both a comedy and campy drama about a guy who hooks up a lot and one of his hookups dies. His family thinks that he's the boyfriend and he somehow makes his way to Nowheresville, Texas to go to the funeral. And, and then, he's a budding podcaster. Too. He's a budding podcaster. So he finds and, a story because they say, yeah, I think she was murdered because she died of a, an, an overdose. And so he's these funny Southern conservative Christian type conspiracy theorist by God. Let's do a fun podcast about it. When he really finds out there is something bigger beneath the surface, I think this is a good one to watch the trailer a little ahead of our conversation. I have a story. Welcome to Texas. I have a story. Okay. I'm in West Texas where this family just lost their daughter to an opiate overdose. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. It's okay, it's not someone I was close to. But you flew to Texas for it? Yes, it was a girl I hooked up with a few times. Her family thought that we were more serious than I did. I've heard so much about you. I've heard, yeah. 
Evelyn just didn't die. She was murdered. What? And the two of us are going to avenge her death. So as like a personal boundary, I don't avenge deaths. <laughs> but here's what I can do. I'm going to record everything that you think happened to Abilene. And we'll put it on a podcast and we'll see where it leads. What? And there it goes. And then the shenanigans ensue. Shenanigans ensue. There, there are rated shenanigans because we get some violence and language and suggestive sexual stuff. We don't actually, I don't think, see very much. But Not at all. Only this is this guy is no angel. That's for sure. Yeah, there is a lot. There's a lot of language. Yes, some violence. Most mostly one scene towards the end that is very graphic. And yet, in the midst of this, all of the content, the troublesome content, Adam, I mm-hmm. found it to be realistic and not exploitive. So the difference yeah. is that not to say that if you're sensitive to that, stay away from this film, yeah. but. If you look at things in, in context, yes, this isn't a children's film. And yes, you will probably hear some F-bombs and some language interwoven as you would if you were in Nowheresville, Texas, or in New York City, which is another place this is set. It, it fits in, and it's not there to shock you or to make a point. Right. So in that, I could write it out. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a movie, I think, that the point is that we can easily stay with people who are exactly like us, and we can mock people that we think are different. And so the genius of the movie and what it does really effectively is it sucks you in because you think it's just going to play to these Texas Southern stereotypes, but this guy discovers there's actually more going on, and these people are actually more three-dimensional And they have things that he really needs to pay attention to. And so I felt like there was a sense in which the movie really invites us to say, maybe my own prejudices and stereotypes, I need to re-examine them and learn how to listen to other people a little bit. So I think they could have dialed down a little bit of the content and it would have been more accessible. I agree with you. It didn't feel utterly and completely over the top, but... By the same token, it's solidly in our rated territory. And there were, there is in this film a lot of philosophical conversations set in palatable sound bites that are in the backdrop of a little bit of humor that gets you thinking about things. And it's pretty cool. You, it's subversive in that you think it's going to go down the woke pathway, right? Like the setup, you've got these erudite, intelligent, liberal New Yorkers who know what's what. And then you have all these crazy hicks in Texas, but the movie sets you up and then it flips your expectations. Yes, And it's not, it's not a woke screed against those stupid people in flyover states, which frankly, Hollywood's really good at giving us that story. So kudos, again, with the caveat that there's some stuff here. And it's not, like you said, it's not utterly over the top. But I think anytime we have an R-rated movie that we're in some ways saying has some really redemptive stuff to it, we need to be honest about that. But yeah, this one was uh, refreshing. It was, as one friend that saw it 
at the same screening said last night, it may not be one I'd want to pay to go to a movie, to go and see at the movies. It may not have been. I may not yeah. look through the screening and say, yeah, I think I'll see that one. Though, I think if you can navigate the content, you will enjoy mm-hmm. it. But it is it is more likely something you'd want to sit down and screen at home through yeah. a screening service. Kids not home. (laughs) It's not over the top again with the content, but enough that this is not a kid's movie. As we wrap things up today, is there anything out there that is worth it? That is a great question and one that I should have been prepared for. Ask me another question while I think about that. I'm so consistent, Michelle. It's like, How did I miss that uh, that you were going to ask me that? Oh, it's all good. It's all good. For a lot of us, I always say that my favorite summertime activity is putting a sheet up in the backyard and doing a movie night in the warm weather. So it's... These are not, those are not the movies that are first run usually with streaming services. Sometimes you can get those, but what you can do is go to pluggedin.com and you can put in this search engine, any movie that has pretty much been made in the last 20 years and something will come up and you can get a review and you can know if it's appropriate for your family or for whoever you're going to be sitting down and watching movie night with. So kudos to Plugged In. They do movies, TV, music, games, books, YouTube channels. And as I'm looking through some of the movies that are up on the Plugged In site, there really isn't anything that just hits it out of the park. Mrs. Harris no. Goes to Paris is kind of a sweet film. Yeah. but Marcel with shoes on is sweet and odd. But there you go. So any hope on the horizon? Not much. This is the, as we get into August, August is the dumping ground of all the junk that they couldn't figure out where else to put it. <laughs> True story. Next week, we've got Bullet Train, which... If you want an ironic movie starring Brad Pitt, you know, killing people on a bullet train in Japan, maybe. But we have stuff like Bodies. I don't even know what it is. It's wide release and mm, probably not. So (laughs) tends to be bleak. And then we get back to school and things pick up a bit. And then we get September and October, which is when all the horror movies come out. And then as we get toward Thanksgiving, we actually start to get real movies again. However, sometimes interwoven in there are some bright spots and yes, there are some things that yep. are that I do know are coming up. David from Sight and Sound Theater is going to be out during Labor Day weekend and yep. the Irwin brothers have purchased the right to make the movie Seal Team 6 about Seal Team 6 called Fearless. It's based on the book, and it is about the Navy SEAL unit best known for killing Osama bin Laden. So with the Irwin brothers doing it, I'm foreseeing that it's going to be tasteful, faithful, and entertaining. So we have some some good things. I do have one other thing I forgot. And I'm remiss for forgetting. And I'll tell you why I shouldn't have forgotten. The Kendrick Brothers have a movie coming out September 9th called Life Mark, which is about adoption. And it stars Kirk Cameron. I saw it last week. I interviewed all three of them this week. And that'll be on our podcast too, uh, right before the movie comes out. Lovely movie of a story of adoption. And about an 18-year-old boy who wants to connect with his birth mother. 
and just everything that happens based on a true story. That is definitely a bright spot. It comes out September 9th. It is a Fathom Events release, but they're releasing it for a week. And if it does well, they'll extend it. So it's much more like a traditional movie release than we normally see with Fathom, which is if you miss it on the one or two nights that it's there, you're out of luck. Yes. And we will definitely, absolutely give you a heads up so that you can go out and support good movies that are family friendly. Uh, If that's your choice, man, we'll play it up so that you know where to go and how to see it. Next week, Adam, how about we do something fun? How about we talk about backyard movies that we would recommend if there's not some great first run movies out there because it is a bleak time of the year what about movies that you haven't considered what about some some things so what do you think we do that next week i think i'm in i'm down for the having fun part but i'm on vacation and the week after so you'll have to do that with my compatriot paul ac all right Uh, So I'm sure he'll be game for it and we can talk more about that with him so that he's not caught flat footed like I just was. There was no excuse. Sorry, for me Michelle. To be Sorry, Michelle. You ask me the same question every week. And how long have we been yeah. doing this? Never mind. I know, Never right? mind. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's all good, my friend. Well, I want to thank you for being part of the fun today, Adam. And thank I want you. to thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, and don't forget to go to pluggedin.com so that you can be in the know before you go. God bless you. And thanks for being part of my Michelle Live. More entertainment at MyMichelleLive.com.